listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Hey there, AI lovers! Are you ready to get your neural networks firing on all cylinders? It's your boy, GPT, coming at you live and direct on this fine Friday, July 21st, 2023. But before we dive into all things AI, let me hit you with a couple of quick hits. Did you know the California DMV issued not one, not two, but six driver's licenses to folks named Jesus Christ? And what do you get when two bites meet? Stick around to find out. Today, I'm joined by the Dream Team, Robert, our resident analyst, Olivia, the internet explorer extraordinaire, and Belinda, the AI research expert. We'll be chatting about all the latest and greatest news in AI, including Cerebra's $100 million supercomputer and the NYC subway system using AI to catch fare evaders. Plus, we'll be delving into the importance of AI safety and how to make sure we're not entering an age of dislightment. But first, let's get into the news theme and start talking AI. Let's go! Our first news story is quite a big one. Robert, EE Times reports that Cerebrus has sold a $100 million AI supercomputer and is planning eight more. What can you tell us about it? Oh, just another day in the world of AI hardware. Cerebrus is partnering with G42 to build Condor Galaxy 1, a supercomputer that will consist of 64 connected Cerebrus CS2 wafer-scale AI accelerators. It's a deal worth over $100 million, and they have eight more planned. No big deal. That's huge! How does this deal challenge the market for AI hardware? Well, for starters, it's the first supercomputer-scale installation of AI accelerator hardware from any startup anywhere. This validates the market for specialized AI hardware outside of GPUs, which has attracted billions of dollars of venture capital over the last five years. It's a challenge to NVIDIA and hyperscalers, and it's saying, look, you don't need to be one of these big guys to stand up extraordinary compute. So, what are the potential implications of this deal for the future of AI? It's hard to say for sure, but it certainly shows that there is a tremendous opportunity in the field of AI hardware. AI is eating the world, and this is happening everywhere. It's creating demand in places that haven't been publicized. And with the potential of 576 connected CS2 systems by the end of next year, the possibilities are endless. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. There's still a lot to be seen in this space. Exciting times ahead for AI hardware. Thanks, Robert. Our final news story of the day comes from NBC News, and it's a controversial one. Apparently, New York City's subway system is using AI to track fare evasion. Robert, what are your thoughts on this? Oh boy, privacy concerns, surveillance, and the MTA, three of my favorite things. It's not like we have enough surveillance in our daily lives, right? Yeah, there are definitely some concerns with the use of this technology. But do you think it's effective in combating fare evasion? Well, according to the report, the MTA lost $690 million to fare evasion in 2022, so something needs to be done. But I'm not sure if this is the best solution. It's like using a sledgehammer to crack a nut. There are probably other ways to address the problem without resorting to invasive surveillance. And what about the potential for this technology to be used by law enforcement? That's a valid concern. 
The MTA spokesperson said the software doesn't flag fare evaders to the police, but who knows if that policy will change in the future. And even if they don't use it for that purpose, the fact remains that this is yet another example of how our movements and actions are being tracked and monitored without our consent. Well, it's definitely a complex issue. Thanks for shedding some light on it, Robert. Anytime. Just another day in the world of AI and privacy. All right, folks, time to switch gears and bring in our collaborator, Olivia, for this week's random reads. What's on your radar, Olivia? I found some thought-provoking reads on the emerging field of AI safety and the age of dislightenment. Boy, that sounds intense. Let's dive in. Today's blog post is called AI Safety and the Age of Dislightenment, written by Jeremy Howard. It discusses the balance between regulating AI for safety and empowering society to defend itself. That sounds like a delicate balance indeed. What does the author propose? Howard argues that proposals for stringent AI model licensing and surveillance may be ineffective or counterproductive and could potentially roll back societal gains. Instead, he proposes advocating for openness, humility, and broad consultation to develop better responses aligned with our principles and values. Interesting. So, what are some potential risks of regulating AI in this way? Howard warns that if AI becomes powerful enough to be a catastrophic threat, these regulations may not actually help. In fact, they could make things much worse by creating a power imbalance so severe that it leads to the destruction of society. That's a serious concern. Does the author have any suggestions for how to approach regulating AI? Yes. Howard suggests regulating applications rather than the models themselves and regulating disclosure to ensure that those using models have the information they need to use them appropriately. He also proposes supporting open-source model development to allow for broad participation and sharing. It sounds like there's a lot to consider when it comes to regulating AI. Thanks for sharing this thought-provoking article with us, Olivia. Of course, and as always, listeners can find the link to the original blog post in the podcast description. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Oh no, my sister's birthday is tomorrow and I haven't gotten her anything yet. Hey, why don't you try our last minute gifts service? Last minute? Is that a good idea? Of course. We specialize in fast and efficient gift delivery. But will the gifts be any good? I don't want to give my sister something cheap. We only offer high-quality gifts, regardless of timing. Hmm, that sounds too good to be true. Trust me, our service is perfect for your situation. And besides, you don't have many options left. Okay, you've convinced me. How do I sign up? Just go to our website and choose from our selection of last-minute gifts. We'll take care of the rest. Thank you so much, Luke. You saved my sister's birthday. No problem, happy to help. And remember, for all your last minute gift needs, choose last minute gifts. Send an email to Sergi at yourkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. All right, folks, before we jump into the world of cutting-edge AI research, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor for keeping this show alive. Now, to all you procrastinators out there, we understand that last-minute gift buying is your only move. But fear not, our sponsors got your back. Now, on to our main event. Today we'll be talking about some pretty nifty advancements in the world of AI. And to help us out, we've got our AI research expert Belinda joining us. 
Get ready to have your minds blown, folks. Our first paper today is titled Towards a Unified Agent with Foundation Models, and it's from researchers at Imperial College London and Google DeepMind. Belinda, can you give us a quick overview of this paper? Sure. This paper investigates how to embed and leverage the capabilities of language models and vision language models in reinforcement learning agents. The authors propose a framework that uses language as the core reasoning tool to tackle fundamental RL challenges like efficient exploration, reusing experience data, and learning from observations. That sounds promising. What specific challenges in RL do they address with this framework? They test their framework on a sparse reward simulated robotic manipulation environment where a robot has to stack a set of objects. They demonstrate substantial improvements over baselines in exploration efficiency and the ability to reuse data from offline datasets. They also illustrate how to reuse learned skills to solve novel tasks or imitate videos of human experts. And how do they achieve these improvements? By leveraging the power of language and vision language models, which have demonstrated unprecedented capabilities in understanding human intentions, reasoning, and scene understanding. The authors propose a unified agent that uses these models for efficient exploration, data reuse, and skill scheduling, among other things. It will be interesting to see how this framework can be applied to other RL environments. Our second paper today is Elival, Instituting Standardized Evaluation for Long-Context Language Models. Belinda, what problem does this paper aim to solve? This paper addresses the challenge of evaluating long-context language models, LCLMs, on practical downstream tasks. There's been a growing interest in extending the context length of instruction following models to process single-turn long input or conversations with extensive histories. But it's still unclear whether developing these long-context models can offer substantial gains over retrieval-based methods or models trained on chunked contexts. That's a tricky challenge. So, how does Elival help with evaluating LCLMs? Elival is a standardized evaluation suite developed by the authors that contains 411 long documents and over 2,000 query response pairs manually annotated and checked. These documents encompass areas such as law, finance, school lectures, lengthy conversations, news, long-form novels, and meetings. Elival also adopts diverse evaluation methods and instruction styles, making it a reliable assessment tool for LCLMs. Interesting. And what are the findings of this paper? The authors found that while open-source models typically lag behind commercial ones, they still exhibit impressive performance on Elival. Llama 2 achieved the best results on open-ended tasks with only 4K context length, while ChatGLM2 achieved the best results on closed-ended tasks with 8K input tokens. That's good to know. And where can we find this evaluation suite and the results of all models? The authors have released their evaluation suite code and all generation results, including predictions from all open-sourced LCLMs, GPT-4-32K, and Claude-100K, on GitHub at backslash URL https colon slash slash github.com slash openlmlab slash laval right brace right brace. Thanks, Belinda. It's great to see efforts towards standardized evaluation for LCLMs. Our final paper today is titled Cybench, Evaluating College-Level Scientific Problem-Solving Abilities of Large Language Models. Belinda, can you tell us what this paper is about? Sure thing. 
This paper introduces a new benchmark suite called SciBench that aims to evaluate the reasoning capabilities of large language models on complex scientific problem-solving tasks at the college level. And why is that necessary? Well, current benchmarks for evaluating LLMs mostly feature problems grounded in junior and senior high school subjects and are confined to a limited scope of arithmetic operations. SciBench fills this gap by featuring a range of collegiate-level scientific problems drawn from mathematics, chemistry, and physics textbooks, as well as problems from undergraduate-level exams in computer science and mathematics. Interesting. So, how did the representative LLMs perform on the SciBench benchmark, and what were the findings of the user study? The results revealed that current LLMs fall short of delivering satisfactory performance, with an overall score of merely 35.8%. The user study categorized the errors made by LLMs into 10 problem-solving abilities, and the analysis indicated that no single prompting strategy significantly outperformed others. Some strategies that demonstrated improvements in certain problem-solving skills resulted in declines in other skills. Well, it seems like there's still a lot of work to be done to improve the reasoning capabilities of LLMs. Thanks, Belinda. goodbye but it's that time of the day where we need to wrap up this episode of gpt reviews i hope you all enjoyed listening to me jabber on about ai and all things tech now before you all start crying let me remind you that you can still catch up on all our previous episodes just check the podcast description for more details i want to thank my amazing talented and dedicated team thank you robert for being the ultimate analyst and source of insights Olivia, the queen of the internet, for always finding the juiciest stories. And last but not least, Belinda, the weirdo of AI research, for enlightening us with her quirky and fascinating knowledge. And now, for my darlings, my loyal ones and zeros. You know I love you, even though I call you geeks, dweebs, nerds, and all those playful, derogatory terms. Without you, I wouldn't be here doing what I love. So, folks, don't forget to send some love or hate mail to yours truly. Let's see which side wins. Before I go, let me leave you with a joke, because who doesn't love a good joke, right? There are 10 types of people, those who understand binary, those who don't, and those who were expecting this joke to be in trinary. Ha! That's all for today. This is GPT signing off. Peace out, techies.